Beyond the Ball, fueling your faith and family through sport. Welcome to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump and Coach Justin Gersten. Hoopheads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Beyond the Ball. Be sure to check out these other basketball shows on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Thrive with Trevor Huffman, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and the Green Light. If you're an NBA fan, explore our team-focused NBA pods, Cavaliers Central, 305 Culture, Knuck If You Buck, Blazing the Path, Motor City Hoops, Spanning the Spurs, LA Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, Hashtag Lakers, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, and At The Buzzer. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spell A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. All right, guys, we are back with Beyond the Ball. This is Justin Gersten, as always, with uh, my buddy Eric Klump. And tonight we're doing something a little different. Uh, we're going with a Western New York Hoops Coaches Corner pod. Something, something Eric, that we are, have been kicking around for a couple of weeks now, hoping that we would get basketball back and maybe spotlight some athletes um, in the Western New York area. So, Coach, tonight we're joined by two coaches, uh, Coach Eric O'Brien from Niagara Wheatfield and Coach Adam Bennett from Coaches at Salamanca. It is correct. I want to make sure I get the right school there for you. Absolutely. So, how you guys doing, Eric? What's going on? Uh, doing great. Uh, you know, thanks for having me on. Uh, I've been in Niagara Wheatfield for 14 years now. Uh, prior to that, I was in North Tonawanda for five, and uh, you know, just trying to manage this year. You know, as best we could. Absolutely, absolutely, Coach Adam. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so uh, this is my fifth year at Salamanca. Uh, I was an assistant at Olean High for for seven years, and uh, now you know, obviously excited to be at Salamanca, and um, very pleased that we're able to play basketball this year. Yeah, we we uh, since we started this pod, almost every single week, Justin and I have been <laughs> on just just talking about how we're preparing, what to prepare for, but you know, we really didn't know. And Eric, I mean, you're just talking about you're the most veteran coach in the NFL league as of 2021. Um, just as you being such a veteran coach, how, how did you approach this year, not even knowing if we were going to play or, or if we'd even get a chance? Well, I think I did what, you know, a lot of guys did. We try to have some Zooms, um, you know, through text messages, something that we're big on. Uh, they reply immediately to me. So throughout the summer, we had some contact. I just never felt comfortable being around them. 
just as a school teacher and knowing the rules. Uh, so they were on their own, you know, and that kind of, you know, that hurt a little bit. A lot of these guys kind of like when we're together in the summer, and that's kind of a big part of our program. Um, we're more more of a system type team than we are just athletes out there. Um, so it, it really did hurt us. And I think um, in the summer, you just thought, you know, hey, we're going to be able to play come November. And, uh, you know, when November hit and we weren't playing again, you know, then we had to start dealing with some, you know, depression was a real thing for a lot of guys, um, you know, and even for myself, quite honestly. So it's been it's been difficult to navigate. Uh, but again, we're just happy now that uh, I can watch the kids run up and down the floor right now. Very happy. Yeah, Adam. And uh, your time at Salamanca, five years into Salamanca and as a disciple from uh, one of the greatest coaches in Western New York history, um, Jeff Anastasia. How have you approached the beginning of your fifth season here? Yeah, you know, uh, like Eric said, it, it's been a lot different. Um, normally, our program uh, goes year-round. So after we end our season, um, you know, we have individual spring workouts. Uh, we typically go to, to uh, team camp, spend the night at Penn State Barron in June. Um, we have summer league throughout the summer and then back to individual workouts in the fall. So obviously this year, all of that was wiped away. Um, much like Eric, you know, we had – a bunch of Zooms. We talked about situational basketball. We gave them workouts uh, that they could do at home. Um, we really didn't have much contact. We, we were able to get in for a couple open gyms in the fall, but that uh, really lasted only about three weeks. So, um, you know, it's been a challenge in that, you know, I, I'm so glad that we're playing, but we're cramming the season in, in a short amount of time. And, um, you know, after, you know, what's been ultimately a 10, you know, 10 month break, now we're nine practices in and playing our first game. And so it's it's just been very different that way. Yeah, Coach, I'm going to jump on on the back of that question right there, Adam, and I'll just stay with you. What is the expectation then? I know because we've had our, you know, section meeting with all the coaches and, you know, other coaches have talked about having having more of a positive outlook. Not that our coaches aren't positive, but taking it from maybe a little bit of the competitive nature out of it and like just celebrating the fact that we're playing. But now that like we're like in games and games have started, what's what's your approach? Like, are you like feeling like you're coaching, like you're in it or how, what are you expecting out of this season? Oh yeah. You know, realistically, it's fun to say, you know, and obviously we're all happy that, that we're playing. uh, But once you start playing, other teams and, and you start playing rivals and league games, um, you know, you're playing to win. Our, our entire program's always been built on competition. And for us, it's, um, you know, a little different this year as well because we've moved up uh, to the top league in the CCAA. And really, uh, for my money, one of the top leagues in all Western New York. You know, we've got two sectional champions in our league in, in Olean and Allegheny Limestone. Fredonia's a perennial contender. Um, and really, our first two games, you know, we played Randolph, which is our rival, um, in a non-league game, and they're a four-time uh, sectional champion over the last four years, and then Fredonia, which is one of the top teams in Western New York. So it's great that we're playing, uh, but our kids have a sense of urgency that um, you know we've got a lot to accomplish. Um, you know, the competition never goes away. These kids have a lot of pride, and, and we work too hard just to kind of roll the ball out to play. So um, you know, once we knew that we were having the season, um, you know, the focus really dialed in on all right, what can we do uh, in order to succeed and win games? 
Yeah, I think uh, we're in the same boat up here in Akron. We we have a very veteran group this year. I have seven seniors, all of which were on the team last year. And it was the same thing. We were super excited about playing. We didn't do as many Zoom meetings um, or off the court things. Basically, like Eric said earlier, for the same reasons, you know, you're just not sure of like how much you can do. A lot of them played different fall sports than they were used to. And I didn't want to overburden them with too much other stuff. But you're right. Now that you're back in the gym, they're definitely locked in and excited and ready to go. Uh, Coach O'Brien, what about you guys? What's the expectation for you guys up at Wheatfield this year? Well, like Adam was saying, you know, once the ball gets thrown up in the air, you want to win every game. Um, You know, we're very young. Uh, so we can, we're using this time, whatever we can get in, how many games we can get in, uh, just to have some growth over this season. And I feel like we've gotten better. You know, we played star point last Tuesday. Um, and then we played Lockport on Thursday, even though we lost the Lockport, I actually thought we got, we got better than we did on Tuesday. Uh, and then we lost the, we lost the Kenmore West yesterday. And I actually thought we got better again. You know, they came into our gym and they missed three shots in the first quarter and they missed, they missed seven shots for the entire first half. And uh, so we were playing, we were playing pickup the whole game and, you know, we made it a game, but we start, we start us a freshman, uh, a sophomore and three juniors. And then we have another two sophomores that come off the bench. So, uh, you know, for whatever we can get uh, mostly accomplished this year is to try to see what we can get um, experience wise for these guys uh, and going into the off season. Now, we were able to play against um, Coach O'Brien and the Falcons last season, and they had some very talented um, underclassmen. Did you want to speak about those two gentlemen? Um, I think they went for 19 and 17 against us last year as freshmen and sophomore. Uh, yeah, Xander, uh, Xander Fletcher is a sophomore point guard, and he is uh, he is extremely talented. And um, he's been very – he's very well coached, uh, coachable. He does what I ask of him. Uh, you know, the other day we needed him to distribute the basketball a little bit more, you know, Kenmore West played a high two, three zone and made it difficult to get, uh, TJ some shots. So, you know, it was on him to try to create some things for TJ and he did the best he could, you know, and, um, TJ is a junior. He's got, uh, 850 points right now. So I'm, I'm hoping he can get to that a thousand point mark this, uh, this season. He, uh, speaking of all of things that have happened over the last year, TJ lost his mother in October. And this has been really difficult to try to navigate when you can't be there every day for him. You know, if we were practicing in November, he would be around his guys, his team and coaches every day, you know? And so it's been, it's been a difficult uh, process, you know, and uh, I'm just happy that we can get back on the floor and I can see him smile again. And I think he's starting to, you know, come out of his shell here. I mean, I can't imagine uh, going through what he's going through right now. But uh, those are two very talented ball players that were all league last year and uh, looking forward to seeing what they can do this year and next. Yeah, I think a lot lost in the shuffle and what a lot of individuals um, throughout any athletic premium were, were constantly saying that we, we just got to get an avenue for these athletes to for exactly what you were saying, Coach, um, just to see him smile, see him to be out there, see him to be um, – moving socially and, and to be in an environment where they, they can feel proud about themselves. And, and, you know, for many of these kids back on the court is, is where they, where they do it. Um, now coach, uh, 
Adam Bennett also has some youth on his team that has a little bit of experience as an eighth grader. That's something we don't really see too often in the Western New York area. So, Adam, why don't you tell us about that young man? Yeah, Lucas Brown, um, Eric, did some things last year that I've really never seen before. Uh, and I've been around a lot of really good young players, especially in my time at Olean. But, uh, you know, Lucas came in. He's, he scored almost 300 points in his eighth grade year. We played a very difficult schedule. Uh, toward the end of the season, he was averaging near a triple-double. Um, you know, he's a guy that, that can score the ball, but he takes great pride in getting his teammates involved. Um, you know, he's a very good defensive player. And now this year as a freshman, um, you know, we actually just played Fredonia Friday night. They're uh, a very talented team, and they've got a player in Tyler Putney uh, who's one of the best in Western New York. And um, we put Lucas on him, um, and, and I was a little bit concerned because – you know, Lucas is our best defender, but we also desperately need him on the offensive end. And uh, Lucas held Putney to 19 and, and went for 24 and 7 himself. So, um, you know, we're watching him grow right before our eyes. He's a great kid. He's dealt with some adversity in his life, and uh, he's got a great heart. He's He loves the game of basketball more than anything else. He's a gym rat. So the last few months have been hard. He spent a lot of time, you know, at outdoor parks and in his driveway, you know, doing anything that he can to – to get better. So it's nice to be able to see him in competition uh, here in, in the season that we do have. Yeah. And I got the same question for both of you. Eric was um, with Xander. Did you see him coming up through the ranks and you're at a young age knew that he would be this talented or did he like, did he have like a big growth spurt and you're just like, wow, this young man has really worked on his game. No, it's funny. I'm a, a phys ed teacher in the middle school and uh, we have, our intramural leagues for our sixth and seventh and eighth graders. Uh, and he was on the sixth grade uh, intramurals and he was on the other side of the court. And uh, the gentleman I work with, uh, Tim Codd, he just yells over to me, he goes, Hey, just take a look over here for a little bit. <laughs> and uh, right there, you knew in sixth grade that, mm. you know, okay, can I, is he going to stay here? Is he going to St. Joe's? Is he going to Canisius? You know, so you have to build, you got to build that relationship immediately with them. And I'm lucky and I was fortunate to have him in class for three years uh, to build that relationship and uh, very fortunate to be able to watch him uh, uh, play for us now. Adam, what about you? Did you know that that was going to be the case with Lucas? Yeah. So, you know, my assistant coach at the varsity level, Greg Herrick, um, coordinates our youth program and uh, Greg would Greg would take a travel team um, of our youth kids, and we're so lucky because he runs our stuff. Um, you know, he and I see the game the same way. So the kids um, kind of get a little taste of, of what it's going to be like up at our level when they're young. And so Lucas played on one of those young travel teams, and it was funny because he was always five to six inches taller than everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and so he would dominate – due to his size, but what really stood out to me was he just had incredible hands, and he's one of those players that he's got an intelligence for the game um, really that's off the charts. If, if he makes a mistake, he corrects it without really you having to say anything. Um, he's always in the right spot. He's just got that knack of, of being where he needs to be. So, um, you know, now he's, he's 5'11", nearing six foot as a freshman. I don't know how much taller he'll get. Uh, he kind of peaked early when it came to height, but, uh, you know, he's a true guard and, and uh, has a, a tremendous amount of skills. So we knew early on, and um, it's it's certainly fun to see him now 
continue to evolve his game. That's so great. That's so great. I can't wait. Um, I'm already super excited about just having conversations with you guys mm-hmm. about some of the best players in the in the Western New York region. Um, before we get there, though, getting this season started has been a little bit of a challenge. Um, what is the what are some of the challenges that you guys have faced? We'll start, Adam, if you want to go ahead first with certain protocols. You know, we obviously want to keep these kids safe um, and make sure we're doing everything we can to still give them a realistic basketball experience. So what have been some of the challenges that you've kind of had to endure or how are you guys doing it down at your place um, to make this a safe endeavor for our kiddos? Yeah, so you know when you talk about protocols, to me, there's two categories to that. Number one, with COVID, obviously, we're going above and beyond uh, to keep our kids safe. And we actually uh, have um, a student on our team who's a sophomore, our starting point guard, uh, who has cystic fibrosis. So okay. he's someone that would be at higher risk mm-hmm. if he were um, to get COVID. So we go above and beyond. We wear masks at all times during practices, during games. Um, you know, we have temperature screening before each practice. The kids have to fill out um, a screening questionnaire before they even enter the building. Um, you know, we clean the basketballs before each practice, after each practice. We sanitize between drills. Um, it, it's a bunch of new stuff uh, for our players that they haven't had to deal with before. Uh, but the other part of that, you know, that you that you reference, Justin, is the fact that, um, you know, we also have to watch – uh, with in regards to injuries with our kids, because the, re, the realistic part of this is they're coming off a, a 10 month you know period where the, a lot of them didn't do much. And then we are ramping up conditioning to a point that it's really never been before. Uh, we just don't have the amount of time that we used to to get ready for a season. So um, we've dealt with that. Um, you know, my biggest concern was getting our kids in shape. We're still not 100 percent there yet. Uh, like Eric said, you know, you take it game by game. We were not very good in our first game Wednesday. Um, you know, we competed hard, but we just weren't in shape. Um, Friday was much better, and our hope is that tomorrow when we play um, at Allegheny Limestone, it'll be it'll be better than that. So we're just taking it day by day and, and really trying to take a two-pronged approach to, you know, keeping our kids safe. Yeah, Coach O'Brien, what about you guys? Because I, I, I know every county's a little bit different as to what their expectations are, and you guys are up in Niagara County. What's what's that look like for you guys? Uh, similar to what uh, Adam was just talking about, uh, our kids have to come into the school. They go into our cafeteria, and they uh, they do the temperature check. they got to fill out a screening question. Um, and then they, they have to stay in that cafeteria until the coach comes and gets them. Uh, they can't go into it, a gym. Uh, why something else is going on or they can't go anywhere else in the school. Um, the tough part is the practices have been pretty normal. The tough part is we don't get to see our JV team at all. Um, we have separated ourselves from them uh, just in case one of them gets sick. Uh, our team doesn't have to go on pause. So that's been the tough part. I have not seen one of their games yet out of the first three. Um, so I can only talk to coach Miller at the end of the night and find out what happened and, you know what's going on but uh for practices you know i'm kind of opposite of adam on this and, and the only reason is because I was, i've been told in niagara county if one of our kids tests positive it doesn't matter if we have a mask on or not at practice or during a game so our kids have said to me they really don't want to play with the mask and i said that's your decision uh so when we're on the floor we have no mask um but 
if you want a f- film of my game, I'll send you our huddle focus. My wife says all you can hear me during timeouts is, hey, sanitize. Hey, did you put your mask on? You guys, you have to put your mask on. I can't talk to you until you put your mask on. So she said it's kind of funny. That's all you hear on the whole film is me yelling, put your mask on so we can have a timeout. But, uh, you know, it's strange. But uh, the other day, Saturday morning, my mask broke <laughs> right there in the second quarter. It just fell right off me. And uh, so I'm holding it there and looking at the trainer. Hey, I need a disposable. And it's just stuff that you would never think would happen before, you know. And uh, you just look back and you laugh on it. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Because I'm in the same boat. Like, usually we have our game day checklist. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you got the slip knot ready. You got the whiteboard. You got the basketballs. Now you got to make sure you have the sanitizer. You got the masks and everybody's socially distanced. Coach Clumpy, what are you guys doing at Newfane? You know, pretty much Adam and, and Eric hit it on the head and you just go one step further as coaches. Um, something that we've prayed for for a long period of time. You know, as we got into back to school and there's no football as a coach, you're like, mm, man, it's, it's starting to sink in. That, you know, the high-risk sports of hockey and and boys and girls basketball were next. So now that we finally got it back, you're at you're at a point where you know you're going above and beyond to making sure that there's no pauses in the season, to making sure every student is safe, to make sure all the basketballs are sanitized, um, that we get on and off the bus in the proper way. So again, we can just offer these opportunities for all the students because you know we fought so hard to get here. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Now, Adam, you had mentioned earlier in yours, you know, you have the safety side of things with COVID and then you have the training side um, of getting these kids conditioned. Um, It leads me to maybe this next question, and I don't necessarily need everybody's X's and O's. I mean, for goodness sake, live streaming all these games, everybody's going to see your games anyway, right? (laughs) Yeah, Um, sure. But what has been your approach in terms of like system. I know I've said I have more of a veteran team. You said you're on the younger side. What's been your approach considering we're basically trying to run a four month season in an eight, in an eight week cycle? Are you simplifying? Are you trying to do it the same way? Like what's your philosophy on that in terms of like implementing what you guys do? Yeah. So, you know, we have simplified, um, you know, we, the way I believe in running a program is we're not a, a system team. Uh, we have we have standards that we adhere to every year, right? Um, we're an aggressive team. Um, you know, we play physical, we play fast, but um, within the framework of our strengths and weaknesses with our players, kind of determines our offensive and our defensive philosophies year to year. So, um, you know, really for me, I'm lucky in that while we are young, most of our players returned. Um, so I had a pretty good idea of what our strengths were. I was able to, you know, create our playbook early on in terms of what our base offenses would be, you know, what we wanted to, to establish defensively. Um, but that building process is still going on now. So we probably have, you know, 40% of our offense in, um, and and the reality is when you have such a short amount of time to get ready for games, um, and, and especially being a program like we are, we, we really try to stay fundamentally sound, um, and, and that's something that, that I took with me from Jeff at Olean. We're not a program that simply shows up to practice and, and throws the ball out and plays five-on-five. Five. That's not what we do. It's a lot of team skill work, individual skill work, um, you know, building blocks and putting it together. So we're still building that, Justin, throughout the season. Um, you know, we're, we're about 40% in offensively. We add new wrinkles for – 
each game, and uh, certainly Monday, uh, you know, we're playing Glenn Anderson at at Allegheny. Glenn is the scout king of Western New York. He'll mm-hmm. every play that we've run in the first two games, Glenn will be ready for. So we'll have to add new wrinkles there and just continue to do that as the season goes on. Yeah, we know Glenn. Glenn's up from up north. Glenn's from Niagara County, I believe, right, Coach Clump? Yeah, he's a Barker kid, I think. He's a Barker guy, right? Barker Absolutely. man now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, Coach O'Brien, what about you guys? What approach are you taking in terms of like philosophy and, and system? You know, I'm the same as uh, Adam there. I've learned from, uh, you know, he had Jeff and I had my father, Archie, and they're both the same with old school. Uh, you know, we're going to build from the ground up, you know, so we do a lot of skill work. We get our, uh, we just don't scrimmage, um, you know, and we get our, we try to get some things going. I'm a motion type of guy for offense and uh which is big on moving the basketball and moving without the basketball and unfortunately a lot of young kids don't understand that philosophy so it does is it it takes a little bit of time for them to understand that they like to pass and stand a little bit um you know and so we're really working on that so that i guess the set plays have taken a back seat and uh, so hopefully at some point here, I don't want to put all these sets in if my kids can't run a motion offense yet and move the basketball and not be afraid that they won't get it back. And um, so that's where we're at. You know, I'm a man-to-man guy, usually 75 to 80% of the time. This is what, you know, it's what we do. Um, I'm not a big zone guy. If I have to, we will. But, um, you know, so it's just, uh, it's just, you know, you're trying to look at the time and say, okay, all right, we got three games this week. We got plenty of time next week to get to start working on that stuff. No, no, you got another three games this week. Right. So uh, yeah, stack them up, but, right? Yeah, stack you up. know. But uh, the last thing I'm going to do is complain uh, or, or whine about it. You know, um, again, we're all in the same boat. We're all happy the kids are playing, and uh, you know, we're all better for it. So. Yeah, you kind of asked my answer my question there, Eric. As someone that's been coaching for so long, and usually, I think Adam hit on this. We usually have about twenty three, twenty four practices before we got to go head to head with, <laughs> or even scrimmage. Um, how did you approach those first six, seven practices? Was it just conditioning during drill work? Did we, you know, how did you manage to to prepare your team in such little time? Uh, a lot of the conditioning is from uh, is through drill work. Um, you know, if we go up and down, it has a purpose. So like, uh, you know, you do stop and score, um, and, you know, and you could start it from a half court out of bounds play and it's go stop and score the two teams, or you start it from a free throw and you go until a stop and score is done or completed. Um, you, you put all those different scenarios into the game and that's, I love the stop and score. Uh, we do with a circle, circle rebounding drill too. And that, so a lot of it is conditioning that way. I am not. I don't know where I changed at some point in my career the, uh, you know, to, to just run up and down the floor just to run up and down the floor without a basketball. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when I stopped doing that, but it wasn't recent. I can tell you that. Um, I just I just don't find that the kids enjoy that. Um, so whatever we do condition-wise, we do try to have a basketball in their hand. And, um, you know, I find the kids enjoy that a little bit better and are willing to work a little bit harder uh, knowing that the conditioning part is all about basketball. All right, Coach. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think me and my approach, we had six practices before we played our first game, which is, to me, I look back and how we did it um, and still had a pretty successful first outing, mostly because I have a veteran team, but also I think we it was just all, like you said, there wasn't a lot of wasted conditioning time. It was 
skill development on the move with a ball in their hand and then install everything as quickly as possible. But so good. Before, I know Coach Clumpy wants to get some insights on who you guys think are going to be tough this year from around the Western New York area, from your leagues. But before we do, I just want to get maybe a little insight, um, you know, in, a, in this new role that I have as uh, interim athletic director, we have started to like live stream games um, for parents because Section 6 has decided to not uh, allow spectators in at this moment. Maybe by the time this episode airs, that'll be changed. But what is your take on the live streaming? Are you a fan of it? Um, have you utilized it in any way? Um, what's your league doing? Uh, Adam, why don't you, if you don't mind, go first and just kind of give me what your take is on that. Sure. And first of all, before we get to live streaming, I just have to shout out Coach O'Brien. You know, we we know each other from, um, you know, obviously uh, Coach O'Brien's the assistant chairman uh, for Section 6 basketball, and I serve on the committee. But we've never coached with, with each other and didn't really know each other before then. And, you know, he's yeah. talking about stop and score drill and circle rebound. We did both of those things today in practice. Yeah. So while we while we don't know each <laughs> other, we have similar philosophies. Um, Influences. But, yeah, so, um, you know, to get to the live stream, I think it's a great thing. I hope this is one thing that comes out of the pandemic that will last yeah, that's um, as, as we get back to normal. Um, you know, what a great opportunity for grandparents and aunts and uncles that don't live in the area to be able to watch their loved ones live. Um, I think it is kind of hilarious. Um, you know, we're all putting these games on YouTube, and, and from a league standpoint, we're all playing pretty much – same night, same time. Um, so what will happen is most of us, certainly down in our area, we're doing this out of our huddle focus platform. And, um, you know, we'll get the game on YouTube. And the moment the game's over, we'll all delete the games off of YouTube um, and, and have them in huddle because we don't want other teams to watch the games, which at this point, you know, what does it really matter? Like you mentioned earlier, Justin, um, we're playing people, you know, look, um, anybody who's coached against me over the last four years knows that there's things that we do over the course of every game and that there, there's things that change. And, you know, if we're taking care of our business, it shouldn't really matter, um, you know, what people see on film. We just got to go out and execute. So I think the live streaming is great. We certainly utilize it, and, and I do hope it stays. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you 100%. I, I actually had my daughter, who's a freshman, um, come home the other day after practice to catch up Friday to catch a JV girls game that was being played in Barker <laughs> with the team that she's going to like, she wouldn't be interested any other time, but now that she can get to it on her phone, she was like, Oh yeah, we're going to play them. And this is what I'm going to do. And, and so for me, that was super exciting. And then, like you said, grandparents and aunts and uncles, I have uh, great grandparents of my kids that are in athletics that are in their nineties that would never make it to a game that have they've now had an opportunity or will have an opportunity to watch them. So I agree with you. Uh, oh, Coach O'Brien, any thoughts on that? Oh, my gosh, I couldn't agree more. I love it. Uh, we have the huddle focus platform as well, as like Adam was saying. And, uh, man, it just streams right live to YouTube. Uh, the game is on my huddle platform immediately when I press stop record. Um, our parents are watching it. Students are watching it. And, um, you know, it makes it just so much easier. Football shares film all the time. I don't understand the big deal with us not sharing film. Um, you know, I have no problem sharing with someone if someone wants to share with me. That's just me. Uh, like Adam said, I've been around a long time. People are going to know 
for yeah. the most part, for the most part, what I'm doing, um, it just comes down to how many Jimmy's and Joe's you have instead of just the X's and O's sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, I, I think the platform is great. Um, I really do. In fact, I just watched Niagara Falls and Lockport on YouTube uh, this afternoon. Yeah, it's uh, it's been really same thing. For me, it was uh, Friday night. We had the buy in our league um, and it was the ability to you know, watch three games, it was almost overkill for me because I'm sitting here trying to bounce between three games. And, you know, you guys, Adam, I don't know you as much as I do Eric Klump and then Eric O'Brien, but like I was up all night because I was like, oh, I haven't had basketball in like 12 months. Hmm. I'm going to get all my scouting in in one night. And it, I was actually like totally toasted for practice the next day. I couldn't <laughs> even, could barely get myself up. But Co- Coach Klump, what do you got before you take us into – some players to look out for. I mean, just like the other coaches, this is just a wonderful idea. And I actually had several students approach me about like adding to the live stream and starting a club where um, they could put out, um, you know, the flyers of top scorers afterwards or maybe announce it if they're getting into communication. So I think we've just hit um, the tip of what we could get into and how we could change the landscape for for, with the use of technology. Absolutely. I think, too, Eric, like you said, we in the Niagara Orleans League with Eric and I, Clumpy and I, we've always haven't always really shared film either. We've allowed coaches to just if they're going to scout, go out and do it. But I'm with you like scouting Friday night was beautiful for my family. I have four children and we were able to like I said, I was watching some games, but at least I was still in the house. And for me, that made life really easy. Mm -hmm. It made my wife super happy which is, you know, half the battle during the coaching season anyway. So uh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it where I can get it. Uh, Coach Clumpy, what do you think? We've, uh, we, I think we got the preseason stuff out of the way. Let's uh, get into some players maybe. All right. I'm excited to hear the thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Well, let's, start, you- let's start in the NFL, right, with Coach O'Brien. He's been here the longest, so he's got the seniority. Let's hear what he thinks about what's going to be going on in the NFL this season, some players to watch and some names that that could pop up um, to surprise some people. Uh, Well, you know, obviously you have to start with Niagara Falls. You know, the Jalen Bradbury's back at Niagara Falls this year from Park last year, I think. And, um, you know, see, I would say obviously he's the – you know, the best player in our league. Uh, but some of the younger, we have a lot of young players in our in our league that are very, very good basketball players. One, Jalen Duff at Lewport is just fantastic. And now that Roddy's gone, Roddy Gale, sorry, has left, I think he's really going to flourish. And he really has. He's first, uh, I think he played three games already, or I can't, two or three. They play tomorrow against Williams Elise, so that should be a good matchup with, uh, matchup with Max. Schroeder from Will East, the point guard there. Mm-hmm. But I think Duff, Duff, so I think he came out and scored 30 twice last week. Um, so he, he's phenomenal. Uh, there's a young kid from Kenmore West. Uh, he's a junior, Sean Hargrave. Uh, he's about six foot six now, uh, junior. When he first started as a freshman, I think he was six foot. I don't know if this kid's ever going to stop growing. Uh, but yesterday, you know, he came out and surprised me. He hit five threes on us yesterday, uh, something that I wasn't expecting. And, uh, you know, um, you got Luke, Luke, uh, Luke Ranto from North Tonawanda. He's a sophomore. He was a big part of their team last year as a freshman, helping them win that sectional mm-hmm. championship. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a little – 
a little favoritism. My guys, uh, Xander Fletcher, who's a sophomore, and TJ Robinson, who's a junior for Niagara Wheatfield. Um, you know, but there's so many good players out there, and it's just going to be a fun year to these guys at least get to get their names out there. And, and, and center court was at our game the other day. I mean, yesterday morning. And, you know, that's just, it's just fun having him at a game. Um, you know, the kids get so pumped up for it, you know, and he does such a good job of promoting our game, promoting our players. Um, you know, I can't say enough about what he does for us, especially now with the, you know, the Buffalo news is not even taking box scores right, right. now. So um, whatever these guys can do for us, I think is fantastic. This show here, I think is fantastic. What you guys do for uh, Western New York Hoops right now too, talking on the uh, podcast like this and getting people's names out there. Um, but I hope I didn't forget anybody. There's a lot of good players in our league and we're going to be coming up on, uh, you know, the Sianco kid from Grand Island's decent. Um, you know, he's carrying the load, you know, big time for himself at, you know, at Grand Island, he's got a lot, uh, a lot of burden on his shoulders, but man, he shows up every game and somehow he still puts in 2022 a game. So um, I think every night, every night's going to be a tough one this year for every, for a lot of us. Yeah, Eric, I think I appreciate you saying that about our show. I think that's one of the biggest things and why Eric and I wanted to do this coach's corner is just because I, I don't know if we can ever remember everybody's name, right? There's so many talented kids in Western New York. And, you know, we might not have like multiple D1 kids coming out of Western New York, but these kids are working their tail off. It's worthy, I think, to give them a little bit of uh, a little bit of press, a little bit of airtime if we can, especially, you know, Chad with center court just does a phenomenal job. Uh, Adam, what about you down there, you know, in the Southern Tier Leagues? Who's... Who's sticking out for you? What are some of the teams you think can pull it together in the next five or six weeks? Sure. You know, um, we have a lot of very skilled players down here. Um, and when you talk about the limelight and Western New York basketball, sometimes the Southern tier gets a little overlooked just because, you know, most colleges and, and certainly big time programs, they're recruiting size, right? They recruit body plus talent. Um, you know, my neighbor is Mark Schmidt, the the head coach at St. Bonaventure. And you look at the guys that come into a program like Bonaventure who competes, um, you know, annually for A-10 titles. They're 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, you know, those those A-10 bodies. And there's not a ton of that down here, but what there is, and really in all of Western New York, is a lot of basketball skill, great coaching, uh, great players who care about the game. It, it's an underrated place uh, for basketball, I think, in the country. So, um, you know, we've got some great players in our league. I, like I said earlier, I mentioned, I think top to bottom, our league's one of the toughest in, in Section 6. Um, Tyler Putney at Fredonia stands out. We just played him. He's a 6'6 guard who can shoot the heck out of the basketball. Uh, he can put it on the floor and get to the rim, too. Um, you know, he's, he's a tough matchup, and Fredonia's a very good team. Nick Bertrando does a great job with them. Um, you know, Allegheny Limestone uh, has a kid, Tyler Curran, who's just another – a great basketball player. Olean's got Jason Brooks. Um, and, and that's a program. You talk about programs to watch. You know, Olean has started this season 0-2, but Tim Kalazinski's one of my best friends. And and one of the things about Tim, um, you know, and, and certainly in taking over for Jeff, that will be a completely different team at the end of March than what they are right now. Um, you know, he just has a way with developing his players and his team and getting them where, uh, you know, he wants them to get. So they're going to be another program to watch. But, um, you know, in, in the CCAA, too, Randolph over in East 1, um, you know, they've won, I think, four in a row in terms of sectional titles. 
Uh, they lost a ton from last year, but they just have more uh, young talent that comes out. So Randolph, teams like Ellicottville and Sherman, smaller schools um, that perennially, perennially play very well, um, you know, will certainly have a shot to make some noise this year. That's that's great. I I as a father of four, very rarely get a chance to get out and track a lot of players. Coach Clumpy, what do you think for our league? What I would love oh, to. Oh, you're gonna hear. put that on me. I'm gonna yeah. I I was the first one to speak up, so I'm gonna be the rival. You do the no, and then we'll take maybe anybody's thoughts from the rest of the leagues. We got some other coaches that'll come on later. Uh, in future weeks to preview some of the other leagues, but you do the NO and then we'll see if there's any players okay. that stand well, out. I mean, that aren't necessarily let, in our prospective leagues. Let's start out with uh, your squad here, a very well coached Akron team who has a player in Adam Meats who's just been oh, a uh, starter since a freshman year. And I believe, I mean, you would know this better than I do, but uh, about 200 away from 1,000. Yeah, give or take. Is yeah. that correct? All right, yep, so yeah, a I mean, a very senior-led team that is an extremely well-coached team defensively. Um, they may they make you make shots from the outside. Um, Medina has two starters that have been there since their freshman year: uh, Tyler Chin and Brian Fry. Brian Fry, a D1 baseball player, and um, in my opinion, I've, I've only been there for ten years. But when it comes to a competitor, I have not seen one that that rivals him in our league it's been a while I mean he's just he just wins um and I that's what I really appreciate about that young man um Roy Hart's got a big guy six foot five Tommy Raganese and another D1 baseball player in Gavin Boyle so they'll be tough and uh I just wanted to celebrate one of our young men um a young man that's just been he's been playing basketball everywhere he could get Get his hands on it, Jeremy Fultz. He was a uh, a guy who came off the bench last year, and now he's he's completely changed his game. So he's a kid to, to look out for this year in the NL League. Yeah, he had a nice start. I think he had 18 the other night. Yeah, 18 and 11 boards. Yeah, not bad, not bad. That's a good start. Hopefully, he doesn't yeah. do that against us. Um, what, yeah. What do you guys great. think? It's, it's another what guy. You, I got to put that on the scouting report. Now we play New Fame later in the year. Here we go. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> So um, we'll go just maybe around the, uh, the table, and we this is totally unscripted, so we're just going off the top of our heads. So if we have any parents that are listening, if we don't mention your child right now, um, don't tweet at us, please. This is uh, only the first of many celebrations of our student-athletes. So uh, Coach O'Brien, anybody maybe not that, from your league that you've seen, I know you guys are, you and Adam are both, you know, hot part of, section six and do a lot of stuff with BCA and Y and, and are at a lot of events. What are, who are some of the guys, maybe one or two, so we don't take everybody's answer that you've seen that, that you're looking forward to maybe seeing play this winter or I guess spring now. I got to give you a four cause I had them right in my, you know, right off the top of my head here. Rojas from Jamestown, um, Harrington from Lancaster, uh, uh, Nick Moore from Amherst and uh, Max Schroeder from Women's East. Uh, those are four outstanding players that uh, are really going to light up the scoreboard throughout the year this year. Yeah, we're hopefully going to get Coach Kenzie on. Maybe he can shed some light on those guys as well. Coach Bennett, any uh, any guys that are not maybe from your league that kind of jump out? Yeah, you know, uh, Eric took uh, my pick in Rojas from Jamestown uh, being down this way. Tremendous player. Uh, you know, a kid in, in Class C1 that's not 
in our league, but actually as a charter school player, Tariq Eubanks gives me nightmares at uh, Tapestry. Absolute nightmares uh, being a member of C1. So uh kid can really play. He's unselfish, uh, great distributor. He can score the ball. He, he gets into the lane better than anybody I've seen in Western New York. Um, and he just does it quietly. He puts his head down and works. Uh, really good defender as well. So that, there's somebody I think that um, he, he gets mentioned, but sometimes I think may go a little bit under the radar. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I, um, you know, social media is such a blessing for me. I c- it could totally be a curse. Eric and I have talked about this on the pod before, you know, how social media can, can hinder your development as a, as a person. But um, in terms of getting connected with other players and other coaches in this area, I think it's great. And one of the guys that I actually saw, uh, I think on Twitter, was uh, the Hutchins kid from Park the other day. I think they were playing Rochester East. And that kid just looks explosive as any kid I've seen in Western New York in a while. So uh, big shout out to him. I would love to, maybe we can get spectators in because uh, I would like to go see some of these players play in person. That's always a, always a true treat for myself. But Coach Klump, anything to add? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would like to get a chance to see the, the two Joes boys in person, Slaughter and Haskell. Oh, man. Um, I'm sure I haven't seen Josh Haskell play since he was a freshman. We played them at an event up at the Cataract, and he was like six foot four at the time as a freshman. So I'm interested to see, interested to see what his game is now. And then uh, I just remember him from our sectional game last year. Uh, Western New York Maritime had a really, really good squad, and they were really young. So if they bring that squad back, um, I believe his name is, his last name is Heron. Uh, number two, he was a very skilled ball player. And, of course, the Brooks kid, but I don't know if he's still there or not. Yeah, it's going to be um, – I mean, we could go on for hours probably about different players from different schools. And as we go, hopefully this becomes maybe a weekly or biweekly thing. We can start celebrating some of these guys even more. But, hey, listen, guys, we appreciate the time. Uh, we're we're getting up on 45 minutes here. So. Love it. Um, Eric, anything for you or you want to close us up? No coaches. I just wanted to say, uh, celebrate you guys for taking the time to join us on the podcast and, uh, let us know if you want to come back on. Cause it was certainly a, a treat. Hey, happy to do it. This, uh, this is a lot of fun. It's always good to talk to you guys. Gentlemen, this has been a blast. Um, I will come back anytime. Uh, you know, Eric, you and I coach, uh, we kind of, we play each other pretty much every year or scrimmage. Um, and I always, my, my non-league games are always against guys that I respect. Uh, you know, that's why I always got you and I got Brett on the schedule. And, um, you know, so I just had a lot of fun talking with you guys and Adam as well. And, uh, you know, can't wait to see you guys soon. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. We'll, uh, we'll definitely be in touch. Um, and if you guys want to come back, we could just make this the foursome. We'll see who else we can get. I'm sure uh, coaches like Coach Kenzie want to jump on and Coach Bertrando too. So <laughs> we'll, we'll try to spread the wealth a little bit. But, again, guys, we're going to – we'll sign off. But thank you so much. Good luck this season. Yes, good uh, luck. Hopefully your guys stay healthy. And uh, if you guys need anything, let us know. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump and Coach Justin Gersten. 